Good morning. Welcome to Clinton United Methodist Church. This is Pastor Michael coming to you live all the way from the second floor up in the, uh, oh, what do we call this room? <laughs> the, I don't know. Up here. <laughs> I am happy to see you all here on this uh, cold, chilly Sunday morning. Um, and thank you for joining us. Um, we have a couple announcements, so I'm going to turn it over to Sheila, and she's going to tell you all kinds of fun stuff that's going on and happening. Good morning, church family. First of all, Santa's elves will be back this Wednesday and Thursday here at the church to wrap your Christmas gifts. If you are available to help Wednesday from 6 o'clock in the morning till 12 at noon or anytime Thursday, please let me know today so we can schedule you in to help. Also, we have a, a correspondence from Gerald and Donna Marion. Dear friends at Clinton UMC, just a short note to say what a gift your Thanksgiving dinners are. You reflect Jesus' light all around you as you are minister to this community with compassion and caring. I just realized this is for Clinton UCC, not us. Uh-oh. But anyway, you might as well finish it. It's <laughs> thank you to Jim Pittman and crew. You put on a lot of time and work. The meal... Meals were delicious. Everything was so well organized when it came to pick up. We appreciate all who made his meal a reality. May each day be a blessing as you journey through Advent Christmas season. Emmanuel, God with us. Well, that applies to us, too, because we also put on a harvest dinner. That's right. Uh, just a reminder, our building is continued to be closed. Some folks have asked that we send out the weekly bulletin through email. We're a little hesitant to do just a mass email because we were hacked a while back. If you remember, we had all kinds of trouble. So if you would like the, e the bulletin emailed to you, please let the office know, and the email is there. Thank you to all who purchased caramel from me. It is all gone. My sister thanks you. <laughs> we are collecting gift cards for some families that are in need. If you have uh, cash or gift cards you'd like to donate, we have some young kids we're trying to make Christmas better for this year. Angel Tree, that's also the gift cards. Um, also, we're collecting hats and mittens, as usual. And I believe that's it for my announcements. Please join me for the call to worship. The promised one of God brings good news to the oppressed and binds up the brokenhearted. We, we are witnesses to the light of Christ. The promised one of God proclaims liberty to captives and release to prisoners. We are witnesses to the light of Christ. The promised one of God comforts all who mourn and gives a mantle of praise instead of a faint spirit. Rejoicing, Rejoicing always, always, praying without ceasing, holding fast to what is good. We are witnesses to the light of Christ. Please join me for our first hymn, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, on page 240 in your hymnal.
Please join me for our opening prayer. We thank you, O God, for all those in Scripture who have pointed to Christ, for your prophets Elijah, Isaiah, for other prophets, and for John. We thank you, too, for those in our lives who have pointed us to Christ, pastors and teachers, strangers and friends. Give us eyes to see him today among those who are oppressed, imprisoned, brokenhearted, or beaten down, and we will give our testimony too, how Christ releases and sets free, how he turns ashes into garlands, how he repairs and builds up what was ruined. We too will point others to Jesus, the light of the world. Amen. Please join us for the next hymn, Infant Holy, Infant Lowly, on page 229. time for our Advent reflection. Begin with the reading from Psalm 126, and this psalm carries a heading of a harvest of joy, a song of ascents. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with shouts of joy. Then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we rejoiced. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like the watercourses in the Negev. May those who sorrow in tears reap with shouts of joy. Those who go out weeping, bearing the seed for sowing, shall come home with shouts of joy, carrying their sheaves. Talitha Arnold states that this psalm looks for signs of God's promise in dark and difficult times. It first finds them in the remembrance of things past, in the joy and the laughter the people knew when God brought them home from exile, and even their neighbors acknowledged God's mighty deeds on their behalf. She also points out that, but Psalm 126 is not an exercise in nostalgia. The remembrance of things past has a present purpose. Recalling God's deliverance long ago leads directly to the call for God to use that same transforming power now. 
and Charles M. Wood suggests that the weeping sowers weep, let us suppose, because they are afraid. They are putting the seed into the ground under quite unpromising circumstances, not knowing what to expect. God will turn their tears to laughter, we might then imagine, not because they have been properly penitent or properly diligent, this is not a fable about ants, nor because they have grown spiritually through adversity, but because they are needy creatures and because God is God. I'd like you to take a few moments and consider the question, what past memory brings you joy when you are struggling with dark and difficult times? May the actions of today become a joyful memory in the future. Amen. If you would please join me in our prayer of illumination. Holy One, giver of life and light, as your word is read and proclaimed, illume our hearts and minds. By the power of the Holy Spirit, our lives may reflect God's glory. Amen. Our first scripture this morning is from Isaiah 61, verses 1 through 4 and 8 through 11, NRSV version. The good news of deliverance. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to bring good news to the oppressed, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and release to the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn, to provide for those who mourn in Zion, to give them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead of a faint spirit. They will be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord to display his glory. They shall build up the ancient ruins. They shall raise up the former devastations. They shall repair the ruined cities, the devastations of many generations. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrongdoing. I will faithfully give them their recompense, and I will make an everlasting covenant with them. Their descendants shall be known among the nations and their offsprings among the peoples. All who see them shall acknowledge that they are a people whom the Lord has blessed. I will, excuse me, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My whole being shall exult in my God, for he has closed clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness, and as a bridegroom decks himself with a garland, and a bride adorns herself with her jewels. For as the earth brings forth its shoots, and as a garden causes what is sown in it to spring up, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring up before all the nations. The word of God for the people of God, and you say, thanks be to God. 
At this time of year, the abundance of some and the needs of so many stand in marked contrast. As we bring now our tithes and offering may, offerings, may Christ's heart rejoice and the needs of others be tended. Thank you, Cleon and Kim and Lois, for, for that piece. That was absolutely beautiful and, I think, good for our souls right now. Um, if you would now join me in our doxology.
Gracious God, teach us to give thanks in all circumstances, for you are always with us. Thank you for the privilege of sharing what we have with others, of giving ourselves away in love, and of receiving the gifts that others share with us. With our whole being, spirit, and soul and body, we rejoice in you. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. I invite you now to a time and an attitude of prayer. This morning, um, as mentioned in uh, the bulletin, we have several prayer requests. Uh, we are lifting up Tracy Young, whose cancer has returned after 10 years, and she'll be having surgery soon. Uh, for Marion Saylor, who had hand surgery. For Jay Gilwa, who is dealing with kidney stones. Nancy Martin uh, thanks us all for our prayers and says that she is doing better than expected and she is very happy to see our church so alive. Um, we are lifting up uh, Audrey Dibbles, who is having some serious health problems. We lift up the family of Jim Manley, who passed away, as well as the family of Patty Valentine, the wife of Diane Wilcox's cousin, who passed away. Um, also, the family of D.J. Martin, the owner of Martin's Home Center, who passed away on Monday morning last week. Uh, we are lifting up Robert Cole Sr., who is Ken and Andrea Boley's grandfather. He is 100 years old um, and has tested positive for COVID. We are lifting up Connie Ferguson's daughter, Cindy, has been hospitalized since November 17th with a severe lung infection. Uh, we lift up the family of Ron Dumoulin, uh, a co-worker of Diane Wilcox who passed away from COVID. Uh, Norma Zimmerman, whose sister in Arkansas passed away. Um, we have some good news. Um, Diane Queig's granddaughter Jessica received a negative COVID test, so prayers of thanksgiving for that. Uh, Louise uh, Padone's cousin Terry is in hospice care. Her lung cancer has metastasized to her brain. Um, prayers of joy that Terry Ross is home recovering after uh, suffering another stroke. Uh, Claudette Swift is in rehab recovering from COVID. Karma Roche, whose mother has passed away from COVID, so prayers for that family. Steve and Vicki Barber, uh, Steve's cancer has returned and is spreading very quickly. They are Abigail, uh, Joe's grandparents, uh, Ginny Marsh, her cancer is aggressive and will have 24 weeks of chemo and then surgery. Um, and one other, one happy, one other happy thing, uh, we want to celebrate uh, with Rosemary, her son Scott, uh, who serves in the Air Force, made Master Sergeant. Um, so we are very thankful for his service and uh, his daughter also is uh, in the Air Force um, and are thankful to them and all the others who, who serve in our armed forces. Holy God, we come before you this very gray morning looking for light. This has been a rough year and, and we're tired. We're exhausted, but we know that no matter what, you walk alongside us. 
You have heard the names that we have lifted, the families, those who are mourning, those who are suffering. We ask that you would extend your healing touch to them and continue to guide the hands and efforts of the healthcare workers who are working to help heal them, as well as working to heal many others in this world, whether from COVID or cancer or whatever suffering and pain they may be in. We thank you for all that they do, for our doctors and nurses and surgeons, our uh, lab technicians, our research scientists, and, and so many others who are trying to help keep us healthy. We also give you thanks and lift up all of those who serve in our armed forces and other areas of safety agencies. We thank you for our police and firefighters, our first responders, and so many others who are working to help keep us safe from, from danger, from evil, and sometimes from ourselves. God, we ask that you would guide their hearts and their minds, their words and their actions, help keep them safe and strong. And for those who serve far away from home, we pray that they may be able to return home soon and we could begin to see an end to suffering in this world. We also lift up our nation and every nation in this world. It's a time of political unrest, of pandemic, of rage, confusion, controversy, suffering, and pain. There is no spot on this earth that is immune from all that is going on. But we know that true peace can only come through your intervention. But we want to work alongside you in that peace, and we ask that you would touch our hearts and minds, help us to see one another as beloved children of God, the way that you see all of us worthy of life and mercy and grace, people of value. We also ask that you touch the hearts and minds of leaders around this world, whether they be leaders in a political sense or leaders of churches or organizations. God, we ask that you would help them to see through to the truth, the needs of this world, that all people might be loved, that, that we might work for the betterment of all humanity, not just a select few. We lift all of these things as well as those we keep quietly on our own hearts and minds. In the name of our Savior, your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now is our, our youth moment, and, and again, we're asking our, our youth and children to stay in the cars. Um, I promise I will make this up to you guys uh, when we're able to gather together, whether it be outside or, or in the building. I will get you guys either like a bunch of suckers or something, um, and your parents will probably want to throw them back at me, but um, I will make it up to you, I promise. Um, one of the things I wanted you guys to think about was some of the traditions um, 
that we normally have this time of year. Um, and what I mean by traditions are some of the things that we, we do every year or we see every year this, this, around this time. So um, maybe it's that you um, go shopping with your mom and dad or your grandma and grandpa to get presents for uh, your family. Or maybe it's that you go visit um, an aunt or an uncle um, or some other relative um, who maybe lives a little bit farther away. Um, maybe it's putting up a Christmas tree and decorating it. Uh, maybe it's putting the Christmas decorations on the outside of your house um, and helping your mom and dad uh, or whoever you live with with that kind of stuff. Those, those traditions are really important. Um, and I say that they're important because those are the things that help us hold on to different memories that we have of this time of year. They help remind us of a lot of the, the wonderful experiences and some of the people that we really love, especially when those people uh, aren't around anymore. And I can still remember some of my family's traditions, um, things we used to do around Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, um, and the time leading up to Christmas during Advent. And it was really kind of cool when, when Sarah and I got married, and even a little before then when we were uh, engaged, and we started kind of meshing our family's different traditions together. Um, and that's one of the really cool things when, when you are able to do stuff like that because there are so many wonderful memories that can come during this time of year, and not, not just during this time of year, but they tend to be the ones that really stick with us. And so even though we can't always do some of those things right now because of all the stuff going on in the world, I want you to try and think back over the last couple of years of some of the fun stuff you've done, and just remember that you will get to do those things again in the coming years. Um, and for this year, when we're a little bit maybe sad or, or down, hold on to those memories because those are things that you will always have with you and no one can take those away. Um, I'd like you now to, to help me, if you would, with leading our congregation in the Lord's Prayer. If you would repeat after me. Our Father, our Father who, art in heaven, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom, come, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day, us this our, daily bread, our daily bread, and forgive us, and forgive us our, trespasses, our trespasses, as we forgive, as we forgive those, who those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Old habits and new wrongs wear ruts through our lives and relationships. But God is able to restore us. 
Like water coursing through a desert, the waters of baptism flow through us, reminding us that we belong to God and are raised to new life. If you would please join me in our prayer of confession. Merciful God, you love justice. Why then do we persist in wrongdoing and every form of evil? You have given us the gift of your spirit. Why then do we quench the spirit amongst us? You have given us the words of the prophets and the word himself. Why then do we despise and ignore what we have heard from you? You have sent the light into the world. Why then have we loved darkness rather than light? Forgive us, restore us, till and tend us as your garden until righteousness and praise spring up for the sake of Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen. Please take a few moments now for silent prayer and confession. In Jesus Christ, the Lord has done great things for us. Even if we have gone out in tears, God brings us home shouting for joy. Thanks be to God, we are forgiven. Amen. Please join me for our affirmation of faith, Advent Creed. We believe in God the Father, creator of heaven and earth, the one who is full of patience, who is not afraid of silence, who does not need to fill each moment with activity and noise, the one who is beyond bluster and flurry and who does not jostle for attention. We believe in God the Son, Savior of creation, who slipped into Bethlehem one night mostly unnoticed, who lived 30 years without headlines or hurry, who frequently took time alone with his patient father, who waited for the right time to become the suffering servant, who stood quietly before the noise of his accusers, whose silence overpowered their words, who died, then rose again on a quiet Sunday morning. We believe in God the Holy Spirit, who strengthens, empowers, renews, and refreshes, sometimes arriving with obvious power sometimes with a quiet breath of a whisper. We believe in one God who patiently awaits for us and who longs for us to do the same. Amen. Our second scripture reading this morning is from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 through 25, 24. Excuse me. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise the words of prophets, but test everything. Hold fast to what is good. Abstain from what, uh, abstain from evil, abstain from every form of evil. May the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely. And may your spirit and soul and body be kept sound and blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do this. 
the word of God for the people of God. And you say, thanks be to God. Once in Royal David City, page 250. Our third scripture reading this morning comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, verses 46b, which is the second half of verse 46, through verse 55. This uh, section of scripture is titled, Mary's Song of Praise. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. The gospel of the Lord, and you say, 
Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. If you'd please join me again in an attitude of prayer. Holy God, creator of everything, sustainer of the world, you existed before time began and will continue to exist long after the end of time. And while a year to us is probably no more than a second in your eyes, this year has been one that will be talked about for a long time amongst your children. From natural disasters to political unrest, to calls for justice for equality in the oppressed, to a global pandemic that has turned our lives upside down, there is nothing normal about this year. Nothing that seems predictable or even able to be expected. So much has been stripped away that for many of us, this does not even feel like the Advent season, one where we excitedly anticipate the coming of our Savior, your Son, Jesus Christ. We pray for your help, O oh God, for healing, for strength, to be able to rise above the drowning waves of rage, confusion, controversies, and suffering and pain. Continue to walk beside us during this extremely strange season of life we find ourselves in. And now may the words of my mouth and meditations of our hearts together in this place be pleasing in your sight, O oh God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, here we are, the third Sunday of Advent, which seems really fast. Um, we're getting closer and closer to Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, and yet, in a way, they seem far away. During a time when we would typically be decorating, going to see our loved ones, buying presents for one another out in the stores, sharing delicious meals and seeing the beautiful reflections of lights and windows in the eyes of the young and old, we are instead facing a much different reality. This global pandemic has turned everything on its head. So many things that we would normally look forward to, we know we cannot engage in this year. And I can honestly say that I think the lack of a holiday feeling has been darkly veiled over us since at least Thanksgiving, if not even Halloween or potentially even earlier for many people. And while rehashing and again mentioning the suffering and pain that so many are experiencing may seem challenging to deal with, I still genuinely believe that there is healing in naming pain and suffering. We don't have to pretend that everything is perfect or even okay, because the truth is that everything is not perfect, not even close. And I would argue that everything is even far from being okay. The first week of this series, we talked about the loss of community and how the community of being children of God will always keep us connected. Last week, we talked about the loss of health and life and how the word of God still gives us hope and promise and grace and love. Today, we're going to be focusing primarily on our reading from the first chapter of the Gospel of Luke, as I mentioned, typically known as Mary's Song of Praise. Now, some of you may be thinking to yourself, how can there be anything stripped away in the words of a song of praise? Well, I specifically want to look at verses 51 through 53, and I will show you what caught my attention. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts, he has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. 
He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. So there are three main things here that are being stripped away. First, the proud are being scattered in the thoughts of their hearts. Second, the powerful are being brought down from their thrones and the lowly are being lifted up in their place. And third, while the hungry are being fed, the rich are being sent away empty. All three of those things that are being stripped away are parts of the traditions of the world at one point or another. And I don't mean traditions like I talked about with our, our youth earlier, like we always put up the nativity scene on the altar during Advent and Christmas. I don't mean traditions like how we always end Christmas Eve with silent night and candles. No, I mean traditions in the sense of systems of oppression and continually held ideologies that lead to the rich getting richer and the poor getting poorer. I mean traditions in the sense of lack of opportunity for all people to survive and thrive. It was tradition back in this time, and some would argue even still today, but at the very least back in this time in history that the proud were lauded. It was tradition that the powerful sat on their thrones, whether real or figurative, and held down the lowly. It was tradition back in this time for the rich to always have more than enough and the hungry to starve, many in some cases, to their death. That is what I mean right now when I talk about these traditions being stripped away in, in this section of text. This is bad news for the oppressors, for those perpetuating unjust ways, for those who allow their neighbors to suffer when they themselves have more than enough. And what about today? After talking about community and health and life, what are we faced with being stripped away right now in our world? Well, it's, it's kind of the same thing, at least the same word, tradition, except now, in this case, I am talking about things like the nativity on the altar or singing Silent Night at the end of the Christmas Eve service with candles. I am absolutely now talking about gathering in our sanctuary with the lights dimmed, all holding those candles or lights as we sing that beautiful hymn. Seriously, this is just not any fun right now. How many of you hold memories of decorating the sanctuary and other parts of the church? How many laughs and stories have been shared over the decades with your fellow beloved children of God as you hung wreaths and garland and different things? We cannot even safely gather in our sanctuary for worship. Tradition hasn't just been stripped away from us. It's been torn down, stomped on, and lit on fire. Some traditions can be bad and harmful, but these traditions, these Advent and Christmas traditions that we are held away from are typically the ones that bring joy and warmth to people. I have another word for what I think of this, but it's not one that should be uttered aloud in public, especially by a pastor. But as in so many other places in scripture, there is good news, there is hope. In the case of this passage from the Gospel of Luke, it is actually found in the very same verses that we talked about what was being stripped away. The proud are being scattered, scattered in the thoughts of their hearts. The powerful are being brought down from their thrones and the lowly lifted up. The hungry are being filled with good things and the rich are sent away empty. 
The tables are turning. Those who have been oppressing others are being taken out of their positions of power. And those who are oppressed are being fulfilled with new things. So while the bad traditions of that time in history are going to be stripped away by God, justice and love are what is left and what will prevail. And verse 54 and 55 also offer that he has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. The promise is made to the ancestors. They will be honored. They will come to fruition. This might be one of the few situations that we have talked about where what is being stripped away in Scripture was something that most of us would see as bad and would want to see stripped away. And what about in our world right now today? We have had our traditions stripped away, so what are we left with? Well, even though we are not able to be in our sanctuary, we can still celebrate. And even though we are not going to have a choir or praise band or some super elaborate special music performance, we can still celebrate. And even though we are not going to be using candles during silent night, at least for those who are joining us via our drive-in, because... Believe me, I know from experience, the interior roof of your car is extremely flammable. But that is another story for another sermon. But we can still celebrate. We do not need all of those things to celebrate the birth of our Savior. They are nice, and there is nothing wrong with wanting to have them and to have them in a normal year. But we don't need them to still be able to celebrate. We can still celebrate without candles. We can still celebrate without choirs and special music. We can still celebrate outside of our sanctuary. Remember the saying from Matthew chapter 18, verse 20, for where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there among them. The thing about traditions is that they help us to remember feelings and experiences that have helped shape us through our lives. Traditions help us to honor those who are no longer with us, who we shared those special moments with. Traditions help us to honor and remember the history of our faith and our God. Traditions can be an exceptionally good thing. But then again, traditions can also be unbelievably bad things at times, too. Traditions that oppress people are not good and should not be continued. Traditions that exclude people are not good and should not be continued. Traditions that harm people are not good and should not be continued. So traditions can be good or bad, but the thing that we absolutely must have to celebrate are not those traditions. They're the very core of the celebrations themselves. I hate to sound a little cliche here, but if you look at the message in the book and the film, how the Grinch stole Christmas, you'll see exactly what I mean. At the end of the story, there's a paragraph that speaks volumes of truth. And the Grinch, with his Grinch feet ice cold in the snow, stood puzzling and puzzling. How could it be so? It came without ribbons. 
It came without tags. It came without packages, boxes, or bags. And he puzzled three hours till his puzzler was sore. Then the Grinch thought of something he hadn't before. Maybe Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more. Now, I don't read that to you as to compare our desire for our Advent and Christmas traditions to the same desire that some people have maybe for getting presents, um, but rather to point out that Advent and Christmas are more than just the traditions that we have attached to them. Advent is about the anticipation of the coming birth of the Messiah, the Savior of the world, And in Christmas, we find that fulfillment of that promise. There is nothing wrong with missing the traditions that we have come to love that go along with these holiday seasons. But we do need to remember that Advent and Christmas are not dependent upon those traditions for them to occur. They are not dependent on those traditions to still carry the same importance and the same messages to us about God. I am right there with you, wanting elaborate special Christmas music with a full choir and a bell choir and brass instruments and the whole big to-do. I am right there with you, wanting candles during silent night, all while sitting together in our beautiful sanctuary, together. One of the best memories that I have is every year looking out at the congregation from the pulpit area during the singing of Silent Night. Seeing that sea of light and hearing those beautiful voices coming together is beyond my ability to fully put into words. And despite how sporadic my memory can be at times, every single year that I have served in ministry and stood in front of a congregation and looked out during that song that is burned in my memory. And it's like the final cherry on top of these seasons for me. But this year will be different. I know I will not get to have that image, or at least not that exact one. But I also know it will still be Advent and it will still be Christmas. We can still celebrate and still honor and hold some of our traditions even this year. This year will be different, but the meaning and the message of Advent and Christmas will never change. Advent will always be the time of anticipating the coming of the Savior, and Christmas will see it fulfilled, a sign of God's love and grace for the world. Amen. If you would join us in our closing hymn number 251, Go Tell It on the Mountain.
Beloved children of God, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, witness to the light of Christ so that all might believe through him. Now may the God of peace call forth your complete dedication. May the light of Christ shine upon you and the Holy Spirit fill you completely now and forever. Go in peace and serve the Lord. Amen.